0: Oh, Andrea Tessman. Oh, Kirk Buckner. (laughs) What have you done to us? Well, I just thought that you liked pina coladas. And then I realized nobody drinks that unless you're going to an all-inclusive resort. Nobody!
1: Even then I don't really. That's just a recipe for a hangover. Nobody needs that much sugar.
0: Uh, I I was thinking about it. like. Has there ever been a bar in Canada or the United States?
1: Really anywhere. I'm sure there's some tropical bar somewhere that specializes in them, like, I don't know, in Florida. Um, But, oh, apparently it's like the national drink of, well, national Puerto Rico? I don't know if that counts state. What is Puerto Rico? Um, But anyways, uh, it's apparently the official drink i think it was puerto rico i could be wrong please don't hate me um and there's an actual pina colada day
0: i'm sure somewhere jimmy buffett is celebrating that
1: so i have to admit and i don't do this very often i must admit that i was wrong last week jimmy buffett never covered this song
0: never covered it at all well i was wrong on something too this guy. Oh well, yeah. I mean, like, I, 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 always assumed that this guy put out the personal ad. He didn't. He responded to it.
1: Mm-mm.
0: He responded to it. Which makes so, it even worse. But uh, maybe we should get there. <laughs> I, I guess we should look I'm back at saying. who this guy is. Rupert Holmes, Escape, the Pina Colada song, December twenty second, nineteen seventy nine. Not exactly the song that you think is going to usher in the 1980s or close out the 70s, is it? No, but it's the only song that's
1: been number one in two de- decades. Yes.
0: Yeah, because it went off the chart, and then, or sorry, it didn't go off the chart. It went off. No, it's number the last one on the first one. Yeah. It's. Well, I mean, why not? I guess. I mean, it's, it might as well be something. I mean, you know what the number one song is leading into the 1960s that doesn't really fit either? No. Uh, Marty Ro- a song I also, well, oh, I don't love this one, but a song I do like, Marty Robbins' El Paso. Oh,
1: interesting.
0: Down in the west, Texas town of El Paso. It's
1: El Paso.
0: Uh, I All fell right. in love with a Mexican girl. Back to the song girl. at hand. Yes, back to the song at so... hand. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Rupert Holmes. Piece of crap. Oh, it is a piece of crap. This guy sucks. I'll, I'll just put it bluntly. I, I I listen to more of his material. I hate this guy. <laughs> I, I hate everything that this guy has ever sung. Uh, yet, does he have a hit here that deserved to be a hit? Yeah, he does. But I guess before that, I, I, I warned you that if you looked at his backstory... You'd come up with his first ever hit that he wrote uh, from the early seventies. Timothy. Timothy, yes, Timothy, <laughs> a song. You know, you you think when you when you're doing a song about when it's a male name, sometimes things just sort of go off the deep end. I think. Uh, around the same time, what was a number one hit? Michael Jackson, Ben. It's about a rat. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to that one one day. I don't know. Uh,
1: Timothy did not... Maybe, but... Well, I was going to say, Timothy, he legitimately wrote to try to get censored. I don't know if he was looking for clout or what, but he wrote a song about cannibalism in order to not get radio play. He was about 20 at the time, and Mm. he must have been just laughing his ass off all the way to the bank when nobody actually listened to the lyrics. And... It made it to
0: our like number 17. And I think that was sort of the interesting thing because this is a part of well, – the group was called The Boys. Play on words because well, B-O- yeah. <laughs> B-O-U-Y-S. I might be spelling that incorrectly. Something you use in, in, in nautical terms, which I think will be sort of – Relevant to where we're going to go, but this is a bubblegum song similar to what we talked about not that long ago with the Archies, and the guy used to work with Ron Dante, lead singer of uh-huh. the Archies. And this is—it's a bubblegum tune, and like you said, uh, Andrea's is not waxing poetic here. It's about cannibalism. Timothy was eaten in a well or a mine. No, by, in a
1: mine. In a mine. Three whatever. miners got stuck in a collapsed mine shaft and uh, they ate one of them. The great thing is the song is only like three verses. It's not a big long story about how they were starving and they had to give anything up. It was basically like, well, there's three of us here. Uh, Joe and I, Joe's looking at you. Uh, there's enough water for two, so Joe and I are going to drink that. And then, and then he doesn't explicitly talk about the cannibalism, but then it's like, oh, Timothy, where did you go? What did we do? Um, and then he talks about waking up with his belly as full as it can be. <laughs> like, it's, it's graphic without being graphic. It's it's pretty great in a horrific sense. It it,
0: it is. And then when you try to do something that's going to get banned, what happens? You want to sort. You want to seek it out. I'm actually amazed it only went to 17.
1: Well, yeah, and I think that it. Started getting airplay and people were like, "Oh, hey, this is catchy," which it was. And then they realized what it was about. And the record company tried to say Timothy was a mule, and uh, he was like, "Oh, hell no! It, he was a dude. This is about cannibalism." And all the controversy, I think, escalated it because it's not a great song. No, but it's a novelty. Timothy, blee-dee-dee, Timothy. Blee-dee-dee. <laughs> It, it, All right. So it, back to
0: the song at hand, though. Yeah. Let's, let's get back to escape. Ugh. Well, Rupert. Okay, so Rupert Holmes wrote that for the boys, and you know, I was reading some things here too because because he got his own little rec- he got his own record deal, put out a few albums. Um, he was one of these guys that a lot of people just loved. I don't know why. I think maybe because he his, he could produce, he was slick. Like everything that he ever did in terms of his solo albums, you can you can hear the production, co- the high production quality. So there's something yeah. to be said about that. Uh, what that means, I don't. What I'm saying about it, I don't know. But there is a value in high production.
1: Um, I mean. I think that that kind of stems back to the era. He's right smack dab in the middle of the opulence of late 70s, early 80s soft rock, um, which is affectionately some of it, not all soft rock, there's a lot of contention, but a lot of it is known as yacht rock. Um, And there's a lot of hate on for this as there should be, but mm-hmm. there's also, there's a lot to be said for the overproduction and the, the striving for making something as great as you can. So you take a kind of crappy song like escape and you put a lot of production value into it, like, and you produce something that at least sounds good. Like it's, it's the song itself isn't great, but they've made it good. Um, there was one, and I can't remember which one of the artists it was, but his studio recording had something like 80 studio musicians on the album. Like they seriously overproduced this stuff. Um, and it's just that easy breezy West coast feel soft, like feel good soft rock stuff. Um, but yacht rock was a term that was coined around 2005. Which is interesting, it isn't was, it?
0: That we're, we're talking about a genre that didn't have a genre title when it was actually happening.
1: No, it was just soft rock. It was lumped in with all the other soft rock out there. Um, and it was, yeah, it was later on that, not much later, that they came up with this term. And there's all this gatekeeping around this term that's both great and pathetic, um, you know. So, so whether or not escape counts as yacht rock is up for debate. There are some purists saying that it's not, but like, there's <laughs> there's websites <laughs> yacht or not. yacht, there's uh, <laughs> where they write these things. There's Facebook profiles and Facebook groups about it, and like. The arguments on YouTube channels over whether a song is yacht or not is That's absolutely ridiculous. It, it, it's
0: also, too, I mean, in two cartoons I watch, they've talked about Yacht Rock. Family Guy did a, a Yacht Rock episode. Oh, yeah. And uh, Bill Burr's F is for Family, where his son... Oh, I- sort of like a got where where, where his son got like his band turned into a yacht rock thing which is kind of funny considering that A where this when this is taking place in 74 that that type style of music didn't really exist yet and B like you just said nobody called it yacht rock
1: so the other fun thing is did you see that Sugar Ray did a cover of this yeah, I did. And he, his album is called Little Yachty, and he's like, yeah, I made a Yacht Rock album. It's not really, but it was pretty funny that, that he's like, nobody took, takes Sugar Ray seriously anyways, so we can pretty much get away with whatever the hell we want.
0: If if, like, if Mark right. McGrath did not look like Mark McGrath, we would have never heard his crap. <laughs> I, I I like some trigger ray
1: stuff. Come yeah, on, yeah, because what he looks like—oh, easy breezy, like oh yeah, he's.
0: Let's be honest here, Andrea. If Mark McGrath didn't look like Mark McGrath, like they're, they're, that only worked one time, and that was the Spin Doctors, and then people saw what he looked like. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, pass. All right, yeah, uh, no. And I actually remember that wow. happening with, with female friends of mine in college.
1: Interesting.
0: Yes, I believe it. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so, actually, I'm here on the on the Wikipedia page for yacht rock, which is funny. So uh, factors that that uh, that they, they can consider to be yacht rock and escape is all of that high production value, use of uh, high end studio musicians in from LA. Jazz and R&B influences. Mm, a bit of jazz. In there, That's that it.
1: one's the questionable.
0: Yeah. Use of electric piano. Complex. Yeah. And rye lyrics. I'll give him the rye. Lyrics about heartbroken foolish men. Well, you got that one down. <laughs> Holy crap. Does this guy make himself look, out to, look to be a tool here? And an upbeat rhythm called the Doobie Bounce. I guess in reference to the Doobie Brothers... I'm assuming more the Mike McDonald years and not the Tom Johnson years.
1: Yeah, it's definitely the Mike McDonald because he's one of the key yacht rock uh, players. I guess would be the thing. Mm -hmm. He's um. There's there's a few of them. There's um, pretty much all of Toto. There's um. Crap. There's a handful of them that are pretty much on every. Um, not not every recording, but they, they really are predominant in, um, Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald, um, Steely Dan, I think, um, and they all kind of recycle. It's a little incestuous circle where they all sort of recycle like the same musicians and, and work as studio musicians on each other's, uh, albums.
0: One thing I couldn't find here is, like, why is it necessarily called yacht rock? I I guess, what, just, like, rich white people?
1: I think that's it. It's that image of, like, hanging out on your yacht, listening to easy, like, easy listening music. Kind of gives that image of, like...
0: I I wonder if Christopher Cross didn't put out Sailing in 1980, which... I don't know if that went number one. A song literally about sailing. Would we even be mm-hmm. calling this Yacht Rock? I don't know.
1: I don't know either, but um, it portrays a pretty vivid image in my brain.
0: Uh, so, so Rupert Holmes, this guy, he, had, he put out a few albums. Rolling Stone actually called him the next Bob Dylan, which proves this to me. Anyone can write for Rolling Stone. holy shit this guy's the next Bob Dylan god damn it
1: I I read some great articles about this there's a lot of people out there poking fun at this song in various ways as they should Um, one of them was a, a statistician writing about how the statistical improbability of them actually responding to each other's ad okay and then also the statistical probability of them getting back together and Zero. He out there was a about a thirty eight percent chance so he he went and literally like picked a town picked his uh, his hometown and found out the population in nineteen eighty one and figured out the um you know, took out the average for children and elderly and um, slightly less men than women and figured out there would be potentially 1,500 and whatever that could possibly respond to her ad. And then however many were, it was was ridiculous. He went way too in-depth into it. Um, But then he said at the end of it, basically, it was a great exercise because he's realized he can overanalyze all sorts of songs, like, figuring out who run the world, it's definitely not girls, because out of 145 countries, only 15 have female leaders. Something like that. Like, good on you. Um,
0: who runs the world? Yeah, girls. There's a whole bunch
1: of- she doesn't even run her own
0: household, Beyonce. Sorry. Anyway, go on. <laughs>
1: there's, there's a lot of uh, critical... Not analysis. It's not analysis. It's uh, basically discussion of this song, and like, okay, we're, we're looking at it from a 2020 lens. Calling someone your old lady these days isn't common or cool. But in 1981, that was probably a common term for your long-term female partner, mm-hmm. whether you were married or just, you know, in a serious relationship, whatever. comes right down to the fact that it doesn't matter what era this is,
0: they're terrible people. Well, let's just even start with the first verse, right? I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long, like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, there was this letter I read. And then we'll get to that. But so I'm just trying to picture people under 30s trying to even first off a newspaper kids that's what the internet pretty much was only in paper
1: form and your fingers got really black when you were reading it so don't read it in bed because you will smear ink all over your sheets that's true too
0: and he probably got yelled at the next day from his wife because because she's probably nagging him for everything at this point clearly they're not doing too good But what is this? Is this like this song is like Ashley Madison? That's the website for. It it, it
1: really is.
0: Yeah, that's the couples thing, right? I think.
1: Yeah, that's that's the one where all the people got doxxed. Also, they Ashley Madison got hacked, and they put up a um, (laughs) a website with everybody's name. Oh! Didn't you hear about that? No. It was a massive scandal because it was like like fifty thousand or more people that were listed on this in this database of Ashley Madison users.
0: Oh my God!
1: There's a lot of cheaters out there, apparently. Uh,
0: well, I I would assume so because well, a hey, that site exists. Well, it doesn't anymore. Oh, it doesn't. Okay, I didn't even know that. No, I'm pretty
1: sure that was the end of it.
0: Well, I suppose. Um, I mean, I'm
1: sure there's something else that's taken its place, though. I, 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 or just all the, all the uh, people on Tinder saying that they're in polyamorous relationships, but their partners don't know.
0: Okay, well, you're the single one, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow, that was that so was emphatic. <laughs> all right, I, I, I'm, okay, I won't go in any further on that one. <laughs> okay, but but I guess where I'm going with that... You're probably, I haven't been on anything in, God, uh, when did I meet Pauline? I met Pauline, did I ever tell you how Pauline and I met? No, I don't think so. We met on Lava Life. I don't even know if that still exists. That does still exist. It does? Yep. Okay, so that's where we met. Now we met, that was so long ago, that that was back when, you know, you weren't really telling people you met online. It Wasn't that common? Uh-huh. So we we used to have a fake story when people asked. So where'd you meet? Uh we met at a party. You know Makes now. Sense. Yeah, nowadays I mean we don't give a shit. But back then, you know there there wasn't the most common thing. So, uh, but I'm looking at the, uh, the whole hook, which I mean, okay. If so, this is the letter that was on. <sighs> Sorry. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you like making love at midnight in the dunes on the Cape, like, yeah, I don't know where that is, then I'm the love that you've lo- looked for right to me and escape. All right. Let's, let's, let's look at this thing. Okay. Are you responding to this? So
1: I just wanted to, di- Yeah. Um, like, (laughs) no. However, this is, as you said, this is the woman's. The woman puts the ad up, and so this is. This certainly isn't what I would write, and this all kind of screams affair. This is not a an article that you would or like a. This isn't your profile if you're looking for a long-term relationship. This is literally, write to me, an escape, as in, like, step out on whatever's going on in your life. Um, a, no, I don't like pina coladas. <laughs> Nobody really likes getting caught in the rain. You can make the best of it, and it can be a fun experience. But for the most part, you're just wet. Uh, if you're not into yoga, I'm going to say different era, different, you know, yoga is
0: totally different. uh, Ubiquitous
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just ignore that one. If you have half a brain, um, backhanded compliment. Um, don't be a dick. Don't be an idiot. I don't know what that really says. It's just like, it's in what she's asking is like, don't be dumb have a bit of intelligence. It's just terribly written. Um, if you like making love at midnight in the dunes on the Cape, nobody likes having sex in the sands. It's a terrible idea.
0: It just gets everywhere.
1: Think about it. Think about just having a, a picnic on the beach and where you find sand afterwards. Now think about doing that naked and sweaty
0: Andrew knows what she's talking about.
1: Maybe once a very long time ago ah! so, and never again.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: then I'm the love that you looked for. Write to me in escape. Which is about That's as my well, which is about <laughs> as well. You can't say that I, I am in a shitty relationship more than that. That one last word, escape. Mm-hmm. But if, if we go back to the hook, uh, the pina colada, because it's essentially called the pina colada song. As much as we're joking and shitting on the fact that, A, nobody likes pina coladas. Nobody drinks pina coladas. Nobody orders a pina colada. If sh- if they he didn't write well, this word... This is not it. No, Because originally this was a classified or called uh, if you if, if you like Humphrey was it Humphrey Bogart I believe
1: Humphrey Bogart, and then apparently he decided that um, he referenced Humphrey Bogart in too much of his prior work. Like, how do you reference Humphrey Bogart too much I or at all? Don't like, know. So it was sort of a he was thinking, oh, a tropical drink would sound good. So but what are tropical drink.
0: Because this like, is pretty much yeah. all that people remember of this song is all this. So like mm-hmm. as far as people as most the most casual listeners when they hear that, they have got no idea that that it's this weird middle aged love gone wrong and then they're all happy and we'll get to that <laughs> after.
1: So then, then it's back to the dude mm. saying, um, I didn't think about my lady. Mm. I know that sounds kind of mean. But me and my old lady had fallen into the same old dull routine. So he's not even saying that he's got some issue with her. He's just bored and looking for some strange. like." So I wrote to the paper, took out a personal ad. And though I'm nobody's poet, I thought it wasn't half bad. So now, if you're responding to a personal ad, you don't do it by taking out another personal ad.
0: No, I didn't even really think of that, but that's so true.
1: Right? Like, if a personal ad will have, at, during the day, a phone number, maybe a little bit more recently, an email address. You don't take out another personal ad. So,
0: yeah. Can you imagine though sort of like looking back though, if you could tell all these horny middle aged seven like people in the late seventies, you know what? If you could just hold off just a little bit longer, all you're gonna have to do is swipe right.
1: Huh? uh, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, it's like the peers catalog online for a boyfriend. (laughs)
0: Well, not even a boyfriend.
1: (laughs) Or a hookup. Or a hookup. So, anyways, back to the hook slash refrain. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, I like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. I'm not much into health food. I am into champagne. I've got to meet you by tomorrow noon. Okay, again, what the hell, you... You called the paper and took out a personal ad. How is she going to see it and figure out what day tomorrow is and get there? Is it, so maybe again, it's a
0: daily paper.
1: Another problem. Um, I've got to meet you by tomorrow noon and cut through all this red tape at a bar called O'Malley's where we'll plan our escape. So he's now referenced alcohol twice mm-hmm. plus a bar. So that's a third reference to alcohol. And escaping, and again, all of this just screams hookup to me. This doesn't scream relationship.
0: You know, I, I don't remember personal ads. I'm like, I, I know they existed. but I didn't look at them when those things were happening, because I was a kid. And obviously, I'm not doing that stuff. But wouldn't they start off with uh, male? Thirty-four, looking for such and such. I mean, like God knows what the hell you're going to be meeting on something like this. When you, when that's all you come up with,
1: it could be a sixty-eight-year-old granny.
0: It could be. It could be a. It could could be a serial killer. It could be. Well, it could be a kid. Could be anything.
1: What the hell are you doing? And People. I mean, the same goes for Tinder. Or any of them, though. Yeah, but okay, with, killer. With okay, but with Tinder,
0: I'm guessing well, there's always a picture, right? Not always, or I don't know.
1: There isn't always a picture, but okay. I mean, there's a lot of people getting catfished out there that put up fake pictures.
0: Okay, but something like this, you're going to figure out pretty quickly. I mean, like, something well, like and
1: also you're you're communicating virtually before walking in on a situation, hopefully. So, yes, someone could still be a psychopath, but at least you know that they're not your okay. wife. Okay, but but this is
0: also 79, right? So, like, when you're doing this shit, now, when Pauline and I met for the first time, right, uh, so, uh, she had, like, two different people call her to make sure that I wasn't a complete nutcase. I mean, I turned what? out to be one, but she loved me anyway. Well,
1: but not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. In a harmless... In a, in a, a harmless nutty. In
0: a, in a total, totally harmless way. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to, what, just, you know, just... Hold on, I've got to go to the payphone?
1: <laughs> well, I guess that's why you meet in public places. I... Yeah,
0: I know. I don't know. I'm just trying to... It, it's so... It, I mean, this song's not even that old, but... The whole concept of doing this is so weird. In the 2020 lens. is isn't
1: that much different than online dating these days. No, but, um, it's but, but the, the, the mechanics are. Nowadays, a lot are. more safety precautions.
0: Yeah, just place. the mechanics are different. They're so different. Yeah. The idea is not different at all, but the mechanics are, are so strange from our lens. But yeah, I guess we'll uh-huh. keep going here. This is the first time I think we ever really looked at the entire lyrics of anything. But, but we kind of
1: have to with one to... Just realize how terrible it is. So
0: why don't you continue with the next bit? Uh, Okay. This is the thing that just gets me the most. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So I waited with high hopes, and she walked in the place. I knew her smile in an instant. I knew the curve of her face. It was my own lovely lady. No, she's not an old lady anymore. Notice that? Yeah, she she
1: suddenly became lovely.
0: Oh, yeah. And she said, oh, it's you. Then we laughed for a moment, and I said, I never knew. What the fuck?
1: (laughs) That is the only reasonable reaction to this. Exactly! The actual fuck. If I, okay, I've never cheated on a partner, and it's not something I really comprehend, but if I was to be stepping out on my relationship... I would be A probably wearing big sunglasses and a scarf to hide my face until I realized that there was nobody around that knew me.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just i am I'm I'm just i I'm just, I'm just sort of like picturing that. You know, you, you you you've got a bit of that old uh sort of like Hollywood look about you, you know? You you can pull yeah, that sure. off.
1: I could pull that off. Absolutely. But then I also would not be reacting to my significant other also sitting in the bar waiting for a hookup. A, I'd probably freak out, and B, I would probably be super guilty. This wouldn't just be a cutesy like, oh, hey, it would be like a serious, apparently we need to have a fucking conversation.
0: This is the the most unnatural reaction In any in any pop culture thing I can think of, I'm 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 sure there's something worse. I just can't think of it right now that makes less sense than this.
1: You're mutually discovering that you're both cheating on each other or trying to,
0: and that you're bored. Not you don't even want to be with. It's just okay. You suck. I just found out... And hey, I just found out that my, sp- my partner thinks I suck. Oh, by the way... <laughs> I think you suck too. And this
1: is a laugh? And then... They just sort of laugh it off and get back together. Like... So I never knew that you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain... And the feel of the ocean and the taste of champagne if you like making love at midnight in the dunes on the Cape, you're the lady I've looked for. Come with me and escape.
0: Escape from what? Escape from what you just wanted to escape from. This is the most screwed up relationship, period.
1: (laughs) And all of this is so superficial. So, A, like, come on. If your partner likes pina coladas, you probably know that. And if you're bored with them, and you don't know that they what their preferred drink is, or even that they like sugary blended cocktails, um, I think this is on you, not on them. So I think both of these people are culpable, and they're both terrible people.
0: And they're going to be divorced in a few years. And they're going to be trying all sorts of interesting things. They're going to probably go to a swingers club. That might be the sequel. I was just going to say
1: that the next personal ad they take out is going to be together looking <laughs> for a third.
0: <laughs> uh, how did this guy go from cannibalism to essentially like like two steps away from <laughs> cuckolding?
1: I just just about got wind up my nose from that Brett. Yeah. <clears throat> oh.
0: Okay, thank you for that, Kirk. <laughs> Why? Well, um, I,
1: mean, sure. I
0: needed a nostril cleanse with white wine. <clears throat> well, with I mean, I was of well, we course continue. you know I, I I knew you liked white wine, and well, well, no, we we uh, when, right. whenever when it rained we just hid and kept drinking somewhere where it didn't rain.
1: Yeah,
0: this this guy sucks. Did you see his second hit too? Like, uh, cause he, he wasn't, a lot of people think he's a one hit wonder. He's not. He had a number five song, uh, from the same album, I believe that year. A song called him, mm-hmm. which is basically, it's like, okay, my partner's cheating on me. I got to bring up, yeah. the, I, I got to bring up the, those, uh, lyrics here. it's, it's, like, this guy's going through some shit, or he's a very creative individual, which could be. Doesn't necessarily mean he's Rupert is going through that. I don't know.
1: I mean, I don't think... I think he's actually talented. He apparently won a couple of Tonys for musicals that he wrote, um, and he's done some TV shows and was... Produced, I think. Um, so he's not, he's not like, it's not that he's not talented. It's just that songs that are popular are terrible.
0: I hate him. I hate him, uh, Andrea. I hate this guy. Uh, this did you
1: also know that his son was named Timothy?
0: I did read that.
1: <laughs> <I> did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, hey, hey! Do you want to hear a song I wrote about you? Oh, sure, Dad. What is it? You got eaten long
1: before you were conceived. I wrote a song about you being eaten by your buddies. I
0: mean, I always think that my name is like the story behind mine. Ever tell you how I got named Kirk? Is it after Captain Kirk? Yes, it is. Okay, please tell me. Okay, well, and for those who're just listening here, uh, it's my brother's named Hans uh and that's after my grandfather and his and his middle name is Paul after my other grandfather. I'm 8 years younger than my brother and when my mom was pregnant my brother was into Star Trek still is. Uh ironically enough Star Trek the motion picture was out at this point when this song came out and my brother just kept saying name him Kirk name him Kirk name him Kirk my dad who's a big drinker like me he said, I oh, said yeah, what the fuck fine. That's how that's how I got my name.
1: Hey. Whatever. I, it makes it easy when people call you Kurt and you're like, no, Kirk, like Captain.
0: I get that every fucking day. Even on email, when people are emailing me, like on the website and stuff. And it's like, you, you just emailed Kirk Buckner. Why are you calling me Kurt, you yeah, motherfucker? But anyway...
1: Sorry, that, that's a... I had someone on a work email like get my name wrong consistently, so I started just making up names every time I responded to them. It was quite fun. Uh... Okay, but back to Holmes. Like he was talented. He wrote for Barbara Streisand. He's like there's there's a lot that he did. It's just kind of unfortunate that uh, I think his music was used in The stars form. the original one. Oh,
0: okay. I didn't I didn't read that. Interesting. Yeah, so he actually had a pretty prolific
1: career. It's just that I think he he also kind of relied on the gimmicky... Cheese. Cheese, yeah, exactly.
0: Mm, I mean, it it
1: worked. We're talking about him. mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was a playwright. He, um, yeah, he's prolific. Just that the things that he's really known for are shitty. <laughs> but, but I gotta say, if you walk into any pub that's got like a significant amount of women over 40 and you play the Pina Colada song, you're gonna get 80% of the bar up and dancing and singing along. That's true. waiting around here. That's true. And hugging their girlfriend. Uh,
0: and people younger do know that song. They don't know him. They don't know the story behind it. And a lot of people over 40 don't know the whole story behind it either, because let's be honest with songs. You, learn, you remember just choruses, and that's about it. I mean, when this series well, is over, Andrea, we could do like the most misunderstood songs.
1: We could. And you know what? A lot of that is is people not singing anything other than na 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 piña na 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 in the rain.
0: And that's it. That's all they'll remember.
1: Yeah, and and that's fine.
0: I guess so, and I, I'm sure there's many. We talked about these bars. I'm, I'm sure there's, at the sandals here in Barbados, I don't know this for sure because, well, I've never been to it. Why would I? I I live here. I don't have to go to the sandals. But I'm sure there's many people who go there and say to the bartender, I'd like a piña colada. And they're going, yeah, I've never heard that before Yeah, Fuck.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that is very true. Or, and they all think you're clever for doing it. Oh,
0: uh, abso- uh, Absolutely. It's like every time I, I crack open, because uh, one of the beers here is deputy. I think I told you this, right? It's like... Uh, First thing I did when I when I ordered that at a bar, it's, it's like uh, hey, well I shot the sheriff.
1: sheriff? Yep.
0: And she's looking at me like, hey, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that one before. Uh, yeah, so that's what I guess we we can kind of close the book on the pina colada song. What do we got next week?
1: Well, I was looking to kind of pendulum swing into the 90s into some, like, alternative. hmm Except for some reason, alternative music doesn't show up at number one on the pop charts. No.
0: No, it doesn't. The 90s are... are uh, it's, yeah, pretty much a lot of uh, new jack swing and just a lot of uh, soft R&B, isn't it?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, and then there's also a great Canadian band that had I think their only number one American hit which in one week we ah. will discuss the Bare Naked Ladies one week. Okay. Alright. Well, the Chinese chicken. That works. Okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. There's a lot of words in that song. And I love the Bare Naked Ladies.
0: So Okay. Yeah, yeah, that that could be fun. That that could, I remember them uh, right when they first came out, they were I'll, I'll tell more about it next next uh, week. How, how, it was, how they were a big deal in Toronto, uh, their hometown. Oh yeah, yeah. Like right, before, like oh my god, yeah. The I, but I, I'll go. I'll go in more into that next week. So that 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 should be fun. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a little bit of Canadiana.
1: There's not much of it on the the top of the pop charts, so. It's important to, to let our, our countrymen shine.
0: Well, yeah, that and I don't want to talk about Skater Boy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> said, See you later, boy. God damn it. Okay, don't well, worry, that's not leave, one I I'll would leave, likely pick. I'll, I'll leave with this thought here. Can you imagine just the musical abortion that came out of her vagina when, uh, because she married uh, the, the guy from Nickelback? like (laughs) jesus christ that that i mean just that that kid came out of the womb just just going
1: i'll never get
0: it never sorry
1: i don't know i think hating chad kroger is just like a canadian national pastime though
0: it's an american thing too true
1: but we claim rights because he's canadian
0: well that's true. I I think we can we can sort of like hate on Nickelback and just like blame the rest of you. Like, okay, yeah, we he's our fault, but you made him popular. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, that's on you, USA. That's on you.
1: And on that note, you <laughs> should say goodnight.
0: All right. Take care everyone. Stay safe.
1: Good night. Goodnight. Goodnight. Goodnight.